0: Thanks for tuning in to Andrea in the Morning. This is Andrea Raquel, the social entrepreneur and sugar-free coach. Thank you for joining me. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in and following. I hope you've liked our page on Facebook. That's facebook.com forward slash sugar-free coach, as well as on Twitter. You can catch me on Twitter at sugar-free coach. I will follow back and reciprocate. I always did. So, thank you so much for joining me. Good morning. Good morning, wherever you are in the world. This is another episode of the Living Sugar-Free Lifestyle Show. This episode is called The Power of Acceptance. It's episode three in a series where I have been sharing my personal testimony and experience of what has happened over the past year. Um, And for those of you who are listening on the recording um, to the podcast, whether you're listening from Spotify or iTunes, I appreciate you. If you are listening on Anchor, thank you so much. And uh, we're also doing a live video in our Facebook group for Living Sugar-Free Sweethearts. If you're not a member of that group, you definitely want to go and make sure that you've liked the Facebook page. And there's a button there where you can request membership to the group. Please answer the questions. It's just a brief survey. It's not anything too prying. Um, and get in that group because we do little fun things like this. To me, this is fun, I think. I don't know, other people think it's fun, a live video where you can engage and ask your questions. And I'm really excited because not only am I telling this hilarious story today, But I also have some special guests with me. (laughs) I I just, I love my people, y'all. I know they felt bad for me. Everybody feels bad for me. Some people want to go out and, you know, get some get back on my behalf, but it's not necessary. I wanted you to see that I'm still smiling. I'm still cute. You know what I'm saying? Still having a good time. And so it's not necessary. So um, we're going to talk about the power of acceptance today. And the awesome thing about my special guests is that they, too, have some amazing testimonies and, you know, I love to always look at memes and little funny stories and videos that say, if you think you're having a bad day, because it's true. If you think you've been through some stuff, all you got to do is talk to some people. And you'll find out somebody else has been through something equally, if not worse, than you. So we're all going to just keep smiling, keep it moving, shake it off, and look at the lessons and um, see what we can do with you know the lemons that were thrown at us, what flavor of lemonade we going to make today. So um, for those that are listening via the recording, um, again, this is The Power of Acceptance. My special guests today are Joe... And Denise Jarentano. Yay! Okay, so y'all, this is going to be really, really fun. And they're going to help get me through this story as well as share some maybe other experiences and funny stories. And y'all are just going to get, for those of you that are watching by by video, a funny behind-the-scenes look at just kind of how we conversate. So for those of you that are listening via the recording, sorry. We got to take a break, and we'll be right back after a brief message. (music) Welcome back, and thank you again for joining us for another episode of the Living Sugar-Free Lifestyle Show, Andrea in the Morning. I'm your host, Andrea Raquel, the social entrepreneur and sugar-free coach. And my guests today are simply Denise, Denise Gerantano, and her husband, my brother-in-law, Joe Gerantano. And I want to draw attention to the picture behind me. That's a little bit about Joe's story. If you don't know, go to freejog.com and catch up because we've come a long way. Um, Simply Denise, of course, you know Simply Denise Management Company. And you know that Simply Denise is also my big sister. So go back. Go back and listen to the old shows. Um, go back and listen to the recorded podcast, catch up to where we are, because I'm not going to go backwards, okay? There are certain foundational things we've talked about. Denise and Joe, I know y'all are busy. I know y'all haven't listened to all the shows, so y'all don't even have to pretend like you have. But ironically, my big sister can can share one of my shows and write a whole post about it, and she didn't even listen to the show. She already know what I said, so We don't have to do the back basic foundational because the back series of shows have been on integrity and kindness and compassion and um, inclusion and doing the right thing and all that fear. We talked about fear even for a whole week one time. So go back and listen to those shows. They're really good. I'm not just, you know, giving myself a pat on the back. I just talked about the basic, obvious stuff that we all talk about all the time that we know. So it's just good words So just go back and listen to those. So that's foundation of where we are. So anyway, okay. So I'm still wearing the rings. I'll explain why I got those on in a minute. That's funnier. That's that. That's the that. end. Little extra. Y'all don't let me forget to tell that. But anyway, so um, if you really, really know me, if you've been paying attention, you know that I was engaged to be married. And, um, I'm supposed to be married already. Actually, we did move the date, but technically the wedding date has passed already. It was May, but I'm not married. <laughs> and jokingly, we've said, oh, catfish. And, um, but I say it's not catfish. I say it's old school gigolo style, uh, player. Okay. So here's what happened after. And this is ironic because I don't like, um, I don't do the whole, oh, you know, what's in your phone, who's calling, you know, uh, mad because the baby mom, I don't do that. So oh, Facebook's telling me I've been on Facebook longer than 30 minutes. Thank you. So um, I don't do any of that. So usually I don't find out until after other things start to unravel that somebody's cheating on me. But technically, <laughs> I don't know. I guess this person wasn't cheating on me. We were cheating on somebody else. I don't know. Okay, so how you end up in a love triangle without knowing it, I don't know. <laughs> I guess that's the height of, um, you know, if you've read um, Living Sugar-Free Revealed, then you know um, it's chapter, shoot, I said I was going to remember. Eight. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. 16. Can you hand me your copy? Okay, so I said I was gonna tell y'all this because if you read it, you already know. If you haven't read it, I'm not gonna tell you. I'm gonna leave this part out. But you gotta go to this chapter because this is the backstory to this whole story, okay? The person that I was engaged to be married is actually already, it's right in the middle on the shelf in it. This person is in this book already. So you gotta read the backstory, okay? So the rest of the story is I'm not getting married and that um, after I instinctively started feeling like something wasn't right and um, decided to get out of the situation or not immediately, but the situation wasn't going as well. And I guess I started being myself, which is usually asking too many questions and, you know, um, having an opinion about stuff beyond what people want me to is when I found out that the reason that my instincts were feeling that way was because The person I was engaged to be married to was already married. Yeah. (laughs) Real, real, true life. True life. Okay. Chapter 10, you guys. Chapter 10 talks about, um, and he's round two. So go read that. So um, I'm not getting married. Um, The person's already married. Um, I found out, and then. Also, too, I've spoken with his wife and (laughs) um, all that. So um, how do you meet people and make sure that you're not ending up in a love triangle? Is online dating an option? Is it um, too dangerous? Well, what's the difference between online dating and going out to clubs or wherever and meeting people? if it's old school gigolo style, <laughs> just playing a bunch of women. If you know everything about the person, none of that is what turned out to not be true. Uh, name, social security number, address, etc., cetera, family, all that. But what's to stop you from being in a situation where the person that you're married to, and this is not the first time I've ever seen this. I've come across people I just found out sooner. One person almost even seemed to be running a harem. They were married and it was like more open that they were married and trying to add people. So is that like becoming a thing where people think that they can have multiple wives? What's going on in this world? Or is it an age old, always been just people just and let's hear it from a man. And let's keep in mind that we're talking about the power of acceptance because, it can happen to you, but what are you going to do? Are you going to like blow up their car and blow up their house and set all their stuff on fire or try to kill them? And we do know real life stories of this happening. Um, My stepmother is in jail for murder. (laughs) So from a man's perspective for the ladies, Joe, Is it, you know, do you mind telling us, I mean, I know you can't break the bro code, but is it something that women just need to accept that it's just part of life and pretty much all men cheat? Or, I mean, not to put you on the spot in front of your wife.
1: I think it's wrong to say that all men cheat. Mm -hmm. Um, Assholes cheat. Mm. I'm going to put it bluntly. Uh, If you're securing yourself You have integrity. You have principles. You don't do that. You know, you did nothing wrong in the situation. The dude lied to you. He didn't tell you the truth. And, you know, there's no way to anticipate how that happened. There's no way to, to see it in advance. You know, you know, online, online dating, I don't get, but because you're dealing with people at a distance, They can tell you anything they want to tell you. This guy told you everything except one crucial fact. I'm married. He hid that from you. So, I mean, there was no way to avoid that. He did everything right. He came up. Y'all went to South Carolina. I met the guy. I didn't like his hat. So it's, he was leading a dual life. Why he felt the need to do that, I don't know. Um, I don't have that need.
0: Why do people do these? Why do, okay, so if we've already established that, oh, simply Denise, we've already established that the obvious thing is usually the true thing, and it's also usually the easiest path. The, the simplest thing is usually the easiest way. Why do people choose to make things so overcomplicated and set themselves up into twined knots? It's almost as though they see some in-game that we don't see, even though the in-game never works. What, what end game is it that they? I... The
1: situation with this guy, there was no way it could have played out well. No way. There's no way. No way. I mean, he has no insight into himself or life in general, because if he had any insight, he could have seen this isn't going to work. This isn't going to go well. I can't be married and have this life over here and have this woman set up in another house. That, it doesn't work. You can string it out for a while, but you can have bills over here. You can have bills over here. You got kids over here. You got this going on over here. You can't be and who made you the Don. Let's talk about gonna, the children. You can't you can't you can't be in two places at one time. And yes. eventually somebody's gonna catch on. Let's talk about the children.
0: Do you remember, Denise, when we were young? And there was someone that was interested in our mother. His wife ended up shooting at him and our car. I do remember that. That was in this town as a matter of fact. Y'all, the children, you lying. The next thing you know, you're gonna end up on an episode of For My Man or Snapped or Is it what like what is is it worth it? Okay, so all of that, that twists your mind into a knot. But we're talking about the power of acceptance. So how do you because y'all we can sit here and that's why I can Talk about it so casually, I guess some people might say, because I prefer to look at situations scientifically and learn from it and try to help somebody. I could call 10 situations like this, like I just now did. So, how do you move on past that? How do you not end up on an episode of cops or have the police at your door? Or now you looking stupid because somebody filed assault charges and, um, um, a restraining order against you um, and or or they killed the per- third person in the love triangle and then called you home from work so you could help clean it up or I'm not making none of that up. How do you not end up one of them statistics? Or Simply. even
2: to go back and answer the question before we started talking about the children it just comes down to I think that people who do such things, they can't even afford it, so you can't say that that's it, and it has to be a mental health issue, which leads to more mental health issues because even if you're the type of person or you decide not to go out and do the outlandish or those horrible outcomes, then you still have to hold on to it, you still have to walk in grace, you have to do all of these things,
1: and a lot of people go mental in that way too. because. Well, life is a hard pill to swallow well, let's not forget that narcissism is in the DSM five. it is absolutely so it narcissism, is a mental health issue it is narcissism can be a mental health issue yes and this guy that we're talking about here no doubt is an extreme narcissist you know he's he's he pretends not to be but his whole lifestyle says that's what it is it's all about him it's all about him. And, you know, narcissists, for all of their awareness of themselves, become completely and totally unaware of everything else around them. You know, that's why he can't see 10 feet in front of his face where his life is heading because he's not looking. He's too busy looking in the mirror. You know, I, I picture this guy standing in the mirror every day when he gets ready to go out. Adjusting this hat this way. Trying to make himself look flat. When you're looking in the mirror all the time, you can't say anything else but yourself. And if you try to live life like that, you're going to hurt people.
0: Okay. So, how do you... Oh you were answering the first question and then now the second question so how do you because y'all it's
2: it's the power trying the to
0: avoid it is what will drive you crazy okay as soon as you say as soon as you say i'm never going to let a man hurt me again you are prime to get taken advantage of time and time again as soon as you begin to try to protect yourself from being hurt in life or bumping up against other humans, that's when you're prime for to keep getting your head. Because again, that's another form of looking in the mirror. Exactly. You know, life is what you say, a hard pill to swallow. It's a lesson. So just live it, get the lessons, take the lemons, make some lemonade, and like own it, like own the why of it. Because, like, I mean, after a while, Life has to come at you with more and more and more interesting things. <laughs> you start to master stuff and be like, mm, care but don't. As Soon as you get to that level, life has to come at you with more interesting things. Mm. You said you show grace and you show acceptance. Let's see how you do if you get ultimately catfished and played and whatever. You going to smile and keep it moving then, Miss Sugar-Free Coach? Mm-hmm. We sure are. We sure are. We sure are. So let's talk about, because y'all, the value of the knowledge that we have in this room right now, y'all, Okay, these people be traveling the world, going to talk to different groups. Come on now, y'all. So if you got some questions, even if it's after the fact, send them because they're going to go back and watch too. You know, they're going to share it because they're the bomb. So ask your questions, share your comments. And, um, this is good stuff, okay? Well, let, me so say one, we- let
1: me say one thing to cut you all The guy that we're talking about, mm-hmm. I haven't mentioned his name, but the line of work that I'm in, mm-hmm. I see him every day. The penitentiary is full of him. You know, I know that You know, when you told me this this story, I saw it unfold, so I, it you know, wasn't so much telling tell me. I watched it. I see this same thing in the paperwork I get from people in the penitentiary saying they're actually innocent. Some of them are, most of them aren't, but their life stories are the same. And and the one central thread through all of it, frankly, is narcissism. Narcissism, narcissism excludes empathy. Without empathy, there can't be any compassion.
0: How do you How do you end up going from the person who was harmed, damaged, abused, whatever, because stuff happens in people's life, y'all, and this is the side of empathy, realizing that those people, it ended up the way that they are, kind of for a reason, how do you, because they're but for the grace of God, go I, how do you go from being that damaged person, that that abused person to play in the role of the narcissist? Where is that divide? And how do you stay on the side of I'm going to, you know, that's what we're talking about, the power of acceptance. So how do you, what does that look like? Because if you don't want to know from nobody, you want to know from somebody who was in a penitentiary for 40 years. And um,
1: <clears throat> yeah. well, um let me preface it by saying, let's not put the cart before the horse. We're all born. Essentially, narcissists. That's, you know, we, we, you know, Genesis chapter one. <laughs> we are born that way, and it's, it's, it's biological, it's in our DNA. You know, we come out of the womb, we're thrust into a world that pre existed before we got here, and we have to learn to navigate in that world. And the first thing we learn when we get hungry, we cry. When we cry, we get food. Mama feeds us. So what we do next time? We cry again. We learn to manipulate. It, it's a natural instinct that comes to us, you know. And, and it's only the infant that that is, you know, that sees the entire world. That they're the center of the world, and we are when we're infants. It's just many of us don't grow beyond that stage. We get caught up in it as we develop. Uh, and what happens, you know, life is impersonal. Life comes at us as it comes. And we don't get to pick our parents. You know? I was abused by my parents. I was raped by my stepfather. My sister was raped by our stepfather. My mother was one of the most abusive people on the planet. She was a paranoid schizophrenic and a criminal genius. And I was caught up in that. That's all I knew. And by that being all that I knew, that was my lifestyle. And when you, when you walk down that path, the lifestyle that you create is going to have karmic effects. It's going to come back to bite you. Eventually, life is going to beat you down. In my case, the universe did beat me down. I wound up on death row for 13 years, and then spent almost 40 years in the penitentiary for a crime I didn't commit. That doesn't mean I wasn't a criminal, because I was. I grew up in a crime family. I got away with everything. No telling what I got away with. Some things I can't talk about. But because I got away with everything, the universe smacked me in the head with a big stick. There I am sitting there, Confronted with my own mortality. An entire system geared to killing me. You, know, you pick up a newspaper, you turn on the radio, and you hear your name. Oh, the course today said an execution date for Joe Tarantino. He's to die on you know, April 22nd. And it all seems so surreal then. But the sad part about it was, I was surrounded by 38 other guys that couldn't deal with that reality. You know, whatever their fear was, they internalized it. They built this fantasy world up around them where, you know, you wouldn't even think they believed that they were on death row. Um, But what happens? You know, how do you get from from that to acceptance, from that to empathy, from that to compassion? There's only one way to do it. Hold you on.
0: Hold that thought. For those of you that are uh, listening via the Internet on Spotify and iTunes, y'all, we got to take a break. We'll be right back. For those of y'all that are listening on Living Sugar Free Sweethearts, we're going to keep talking. we're back. Thank you so much for staying with us for another episode of the Living Sugar-Free Lifestyle Show podcast. This is the power of acceptance. And oh my goodness, if you are not in the Living Sugar-Free Sweethearts groups, you might want to go on over there and watch the live uh, video because we talked kind of for a long time before I came back. Sorry. But anyway, when we went to break, we were talking about how You stay on the side of this divide, and Joe put it out there. And you guys, we've talked about this before. And Denise has said it before. Denise has four amazing humans that she's raised, okay? And most parents that you talk to when they're raising children, they talk act like their children are perfect. I've had some violent children like roll up on me before in my neighborhood, and the parents acted like I must have done something wrong and talking to me as a grown-up and said not my child, you know, that kind of stuff. But Denise has said before, and I'm pretty sure we had a a, a a show where we talked about this before about how humans, just what Joe was saying, if they're not y'all, the little cute little ideal couple, how the humans come out narcissistic and crazy. And that's why you have to train up a child in the way they should go because children will try you, correct? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> and if you have little terrorists running around your house. They're going to become grown terrorists and they're going to terrorize other people outside your house because you allowed them to terrorize you inside your house. And you know, isn't it funny how serial killers always usually kill their parents first? Even though you think that you're like creating a loyal human for life by letting them get away with whatever they want, they end up resenting you for not teaching them quality values and life skills. That's true. Y'all can go look that up. I studied psychology for a little while. And so, you know, it's much less work in the long run to raise your children with some decent values and not just let them get away with murder. Because then now they try to go out in the world and get away with murder. I'm sorry. And we were talking earlier about the difference between favor or blessings or good karma or whatever your belief system is, whatever you want to call it, and privilege. The, and 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 and, according to definition wise, that's no. I'm talking linguistics. With privilege, the concept of the word is that you have favor and blessings and opportunity and whatever, but you're nasty about it. You lord it over others. so if if you're privileged in any way, if you have, Just good luck and good favor. You have a silver spoon in your mouth, whatever opportunities you've had. And we all are in some kind of way. I had to think about that the other day, Joe. As we went to break, Joe was talking about how he had to look in the mirror. And that is how he came to a place of acceptance and not wanting to wish harm on the man that was standing there before him feeling bad because he was going to be his executioner. Y'all, that's deep. And likewise, you say, "Well, how could you show compassion after you found out he was married?" Well, he confessed it to me, you guys. I didn't inch high, private it; it didn't come out. He came home from work one day and said, "I'm a horrible person." And I said, well, "What's wrong?" You, you know, I said, "What's wrong?" You look like you lost your best friend or whatever. And then he starts, "I'm a horrible person," and started confessing a lot of stuff to me. But he still didn't tell me everything. But in that moment I was like that's when I was you know what I was saying before um I think y'all missed it I think we were on a break if you're listening sorry um <laughs> via the podcast go watch the video but um I was I show compassion in that situation and that's what Joe was talking about when you look at your own pain it makes you not want to wish that on another human being even the person who's sitting there doing the wrong you're able to have compassion for that person and that's what keeps you from resorting back to your days of being a little spoiled little baby where you was just crying to get your way? Because ultimately, if we want people to accept us and accept others, we have to accept them too, even in their wrongness. And so that means if you choose to be in a situation with someone because you want to you know, honor your vows or keep stay in that relationship or that situation or whatever it is, you can't stay in the situation while trying to change the person. You have to accept it. Either get out of it or accept it, accept it. If you get booted out of it, if you find out it's not what it was and you lose it or whatever the thing is, accepting these situations makes it a lot easier to rise above them and overcome them. And, and, you know, Joe said that he's happier than he's ever been. So, um, what can we learn? Hello, (laughs) um, (laughs) Denise, you haven't talked much. I want to, um, I want to ask you. To help people to understand maybe how to cultivate a little bit more. um, What do you call it um, all the time? Uh, um, Cognitive reasoning skills. When it comes to this, because it's not always just going to be that somebody uh, you found out somebody was married. It's not always just going to be that it was a criminal situation or whatever. You have to apply this across multiple situations because just when you say, "Oh, I've come to such a place of enlightenment. I'm at a place of acceptance," um, and something will happen and kick you in your teeth, and then you'd be ready to blow up something. So you know, people and oh, and then people are always quick to say, "Well, yeah, you say that, but you haven't been in this situation." Well, you know. Um, how do you, how do you cultivate more cognitive reasoning skills to apply for the tangible task oriented minded people, um, who just can't seem to, I, cause thinking it until you make it means you have to have something practices and tangible stuff that you can do until you get your mind at a place of what we're talking about.
2: Um, that is the, the whole entire thing, of what my brand is, my lifestyle, who I am, um, and absolutely how I raise my children. Because idle hands is the devil's spawn, <laughs> so you need to always be task oriented, even as a thinker and doing. And you know, but doing doesn't just mean running around like a chicken with your head cut off, mindlessly, always messy in somebody else's business. Doing means having something to show for the time that you spent. That's pretty much what it is. You know, I've always talked to my daughter um, and my sons about the works that they do. And they've constantly been producing the same works for years um, on the same track. And if it gets to a point in time where you decide that that's not the track that you want to be on, then what do you have to do next? You have to plan to clickety-clack and change the track. So.
0: Um that's interesting. That is a wonderful interesting um lesson if you will and point to bring up because that is one of the issues in this situation with this relationship that I had. You don't ever have time to sit down and talk about your business. You don't want to um, get together on meetings and calls. You don't want to invest little small amounts of money you need to into furthering your brand. Um, you don't ever want to focus on these things because you're too busy running around being messy. Like Joe said, looking in the mirror, and when you look in the mirror is when you tend to care more about what the labels on your clothing say, and um, you know whether. <laughs> Just ridiculousness, you guys. I'm not saying don't invest in yourself. I'm not saying don't treat yourself or or don't. I'm not going to that extreme, but you can enjoy nice things. You can have, you know, look at my dress, y'all. I love this dress. And and I was out on a weekend in, at somewhere nice, staying in a nice hotel. But guess what? I was working to do all of that. I was at some veteran women's something or other. And it was for the community and blah, blah, blah. So yeah, I'm going to buy a dress. That's how we should be thinking. Like Denise said, you're constant. So that way, guess what? Every time I've ever been through some crazy snatch rug out from under me, oh, man, I'm, you know, whatever, thinking I'm going to be married. Something crazy happens. I got to move family, whatever. I throw myself into my work. And people say that sometimes in a negative way, but, you know, in a good way throwing yourself into doing something for others and focusing on like some community work or something like that. that's the best way to quote see yourself like Joe said and not just be focusing on what somebody did to you. right? Yeah pretty much. That's the translation of it all. So yeah acceptance you guys um,
1: and the that- best and the best way to teach acceptance is to do it. Be the example. We teach by example. That's the most powerful teaching tool is example. That's how our children learn. They don't, children don't learn from what we say. Children watch us. They learn by our example. And if we're setting a bad example, that's what they're going to follow. Set a good example, that's what they're going to follow.
0: You can't beat out of your children what you live into them. Okay.
1: exactly.
0: If you don't like how your children are acting, then go look in the mirror and be like, okay, what can I do? What can I change? How can I grow in this situation to show them a better way? Maybe I need to talk differently. Maybe we would need to have some real conversations, whatever. All of this, everything, all the stuff we're talking about is an opportunity to grow. And if you're busy paying attention to how you can grow in the situation, then you don't have time to be trying to play and get back on nobody. Ain't nobody got time for that. That's mm -mm, bad karma. Bad karma. Revenge is a no no if you if somebody does something to you and you focus your whole life on getting revenge, you're no better than the person that did it because you might not even know the whole story of why they did whatever they did to you, but they were probably trying to get revenge or some kind of get back. That's why they did it in some there's kind of
1: there's an way. old Corsican saying an old Italian saying if you seek out to, to get revenge, always dig two graves. It's
0: just not, it's not worth it. So yeah, so this was really fun. This was really great. Do either of you have anything to add? I appreciate you for being on my show. Simply Denise, Joji, um, you guys, thank you so much for checking out the live video. Um, if you are listening via Spotify or iTunes or Anchor, be sure to go over to Facebook, like the page and request access to the group. Uh, maybe we'll do this again sometime soon. Okay, so I'm not and getting buy married. buy the book. I'm not getting married. Buy the book, Living Sugar Free Revealed. It'll tell you more backstory on this little story I told. Oh, why am I still wearing the ring? Y'all. Isn't it cute? It keeps away from the vultures. So when I, you know, you know when you go in public, you could be wearing a paper sack sometimes and dudes be like, oh, hey, baby. And you'd be like, you know, hi, whatever. And then they, can I get your number? Oh, I'm seeing somebody. Well, where your man at? I don't like that. (laughs) I don't like it.
1: (laughs) Well, what you do in the future when I do that, Hold out your hand and say kiss the ring.
0: They don't do it no more because you can see it from a mile away. Kiss the ring. (laughs) (laughs) They don't don't do it no more. You can see it from a mile away. Yeah. So if you want to know where I got the ring, you'll have to check out my um, link. I'm going to put it on there. Yeah. Check out my link on um, Sugar Free Coach Refers and um i'm gonna put it on my page you guys can see where i got it so if you're engaged you can get it you'll see why anyway i love y'all this was so much fun um we'll be back next week no no no. sorry the week after next with um more episodes of the living sugar free lifestyle show um, we're going to reset and go in a different direction because we've got some things coming up and going on. So I'll be sharing with y'all what we're going to be doing for that. And if you are listening from Spotify or iTunes, thank you. If you're listening from um, Anchor, I appreciate you. Be sure to share, click like, tell a friend who might need this. Uh, you've been listening to Andrea Raquel, the social entrepreneur and sugar free coach. On another episode of the Living Sugar-Free Lifestyle Show with my special guests, Simply Denise and Joji, I look forward to talking to you again soon and thank you.